Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song. today with Pastor Danny and the wonderful producer, Shell. Yay! Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you, Pastor Danny? I'm praising the Lord as 
I'm getting used to this new environment. The yeah. air is so much cleaner here <laughs> in Curry Curry. We are in a new studio at the moment, aren't yes, we? Yes, indeed we are. And it's, it's really cool. It's a great little church, the Curry Curry Seventh-day Adventist Church, and I'm feeling right at home. It's very organic, very oldish, and, you know, like grandma's place, you know, <laughs> like grandma's place. Well, we can tell you feel right at home, and we're looking forward to uh, an exciting program today. What are we going to be talking about just for our listeners? Okay, well, we're going to continue eventually when we when we move on from the end-time headlines that we begin our program with. We're going to be continuing to take a look at um, this pendulum swing that the Bible see, uh, speaks of where I believe we are at the beginning of, and basically most of our news articles are going to be in connection with that. So, so what's happening in the news is going to very much connect with what's taking place in our Bible study when we eventually get to that. So we're going to get to that, hopefully. But right, I've got right. I've got literally a, a long list here and I wasn't even trying to find stuff on end time matters in connection with the coming of Jesus. I wasn't even it's trying. It's true, folks. I can see his list and it is huge. Huge, huge. Oh, I love it. She's using the lingo. <laughs> I caught that up. You've, you've finally been brainwashed. Yay. <laughs> Well, we're so glad that you're tuning in and joining us this afternoon. And we'd love to hear from you, our mm, listeners. Amen. Uh, that's always encouraging when we do hear from you. And if you have a comment or a question, even a prayer request, we'd love you to text it through to us on our studio number here, 04-888-17624. And we've already heard from one of our listeners already? before I gave out the number. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so David is listening, our faithful listener in Perth. Good to have you joining us again, David. Fantastic. Well, uh, we should also make a mention that they can find, our listeners can find all past mm-hmm, episodes mm-hmm. of this program and every program that is broadcast, I believe, mm-hmm. on Faith FM, this wonderful station. You can find it on the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au, and you can browse them all there as podcasts if you mm. find the name of the program. And there's lots of good shows on this uh, on this radio station. Or they can download the, the app. They should. In fact, I was just going to say, you really should get the app because Mm. the tower service isn't always the greatest as you drive around. (laughs) So if you have the app and listen to it through there, you will have a good service guaranteed for you. So uh, we're looking forward, I'm looking forward to today's Bible study and you've been over over the border, I should say. I've been to the world's most locked down city. And I'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. All right. Well, we've got a lot then to share. Let's enjoy this song entitled Restore Us, Lord. That's Lucy Stimson Maynard. Enjoy this song as she brings it to us.
to Lucy Stimson Maynard bring us restore us Lord and this is the looking up program and wow have we got a lot to look up to huge 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 (laughs) so much to look forward to Mm. as we await the soon return of Mm. Jesus and it's very very soon now Uh, it must be soon and how do we know it's soon because Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And we are seeing all these things that Jesus talked about. Uh, well, We're better. seeing the signs taking place before our very little eyes. Amazing. They are happening in rapid fire. So, it's coming thick and fast. Like a tsunami. It's huge. Oh, huge. it's getting bigger all the time. So um, in light of that, if our listeners are listening, they're thinking, well, what signs are you talking about? What would you tell them? I'd say the signs that Jesus gave us in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, in connection with his coming, uh, that would trigger the final showdown in human history. So we're seeing the pieces coming together for that final pendulum swing that will trigger the final events of Bible prophecy. And that's where wow. we're going in our Bible studies, little at a time. And so the, so the madness, the craziness that people see that's happening all around us, especially in the social world, especially in, you know, how we live our lives, education, um, you know, society, you know, the economy, things that are trending, things that are just out there crazy that people are just scratching their heads wondering what on earth is this, where is this all going? This is all part of that final agenda from the enemy in order to swing the pendulum the other way to where it will be be a religious conflict in the end. Wow. And right now it certainly seems like uh, that... That the enemy is doing a lot to uh, 
to affect his plans Absolutely. in this world. So uh, what would you like to share? Well, I want to first begin, I first want to begin with asking how Judah's doing. Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> so how's our little friend doing, our uh, little tyke? When I left him, he was really happy with himself, so okay. that's good. Your mum's looking after him, eh? Yeah, she oh, right she now. must be the happiest camper on a Wednesday. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he's, he's happy until he realises I'm not there. <gasps> and then he's is he a bit clingy? At the moment he is, He's yeah. a bit clingy. Why is he teething or something? I don't know. I was looking it up, and apparently, when they're about this age, there's about five weeks when they're five months, and it's you know if they can't see mum, then they get really distressed. So would it help if there was like a big like two meter uh, <laughs> pull up banner of you? Nope, it wouldn't help. What about like like these days we've got you know these kind of dolls that are AI yeah. generated? Why don't you like put your voice into? I'd be a chat curious bot. to know if that could fool yeah, him. And but- it'll look like you. They can make you know a doll, big life-size doll, like Charissa, <laughs> look like you and talk like you. I have a feeling he'd see through it. but You reckon? <laughs> you know what? I reckon that'd be a cool experiment. I would love that. That'd make a good YouTube video. <laughs> that'd make a good YouTube video to see YouTube if experience. baby could... Could tell the difference. There you go. It certainly couldn't be fed the way mother feeds it. No. That's for sure, and um, and cuddled the way mother cuddles it. That's right. That's so, yeah. right. But Judah's doing well. He's doing very well. How how many months? How many weeks he is he now? Is, he's twenty three weeks, so he's almost six months. He's almost half a year. That's gone quick. Wow, hasn't it? wow! And is he still like wanting to stand up all the time? Oh, yes. And we're we're so close to crawling. Wow. But uh, not yet. Fantastic, fantastic. So he's doing well. He's doing well. Praise the Lord. And Justin's going for a big run on Sunday. Yeah, so my husband is training for a half marathon. And it adds new meaning to that Bible verse where it says, let us lay aside every weight which does so easily beset us <laughs> and run with endurance the race that is set Oh, wow, yeah. Well, that, 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 that's a big effort. I mean, that's like 20 Ks. 21. 21 Ks. 21 Ks. And, um, yeah, I've never done anything like that. So, but, yeah, you need a bit of training. So he's obviously been training. Been training. Keeping fit, which, which is fantastic good. because, it's what, 12 good. months ago or so, was it? Somewhere there that he yep. had his... Had his um, treatment. This for... time last year, we were having he was having chemo. Mm, yeah, wow! And Twelve months later, he's running a half a marathon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So there you go, Justin. If you're if you're listening, brother, all the best for Sunday. Yes. Hey, um, I've just come back from Melbourne. Oh, so, that's the uh, most locked up city in the, the world. The most locked down city lockdown. on <laughs> the planet. Yep. Over 260 days they endured lockdown in Melbourne, and it's had an impact on them because I was there running a seminar. Um, and yeah, the the folk have definitely been impacted. They've all told me, you know, they they prefer to stay at home. Uh, they don't like going out much, and so yeah, just the whole psyche. I grew up in Melbourne. I'm from Melbourne. You know, I grew up in the western suburbs. Was born there. Spent the first 23 years of my life there. So I know Melbourne. You know very well, especially the west. And um, yeah, the people there are certainly not the people. That were there before the pandemic, you know, when I would visit. So that had a huge impact on them. Anyway, um, yeah, if there's anyone listening um, who came to the seminar, the Prophecies of Hope for a Troubled World seminar, it was a four-part seminar. It was full on, Charissa, I'm telling wow. you. I told the folk, you're going to need your seatbelts and you're going to feel like you're drinking. Oxygen masks. Oxygen masks, <laughs> everything. You're going to need 
everything. Strap in. I told them it's going to feel like drinking out of a fire hydrant. And, um, you know, I was just going like, you know, a million miles an hour. I had compacted probably about a dozen de- a dozen presentations into four. Wow. So it was kind of like really intensive. But you know what I found? It was about 20, 25 people from the community that came. And they loved it. They loved it. It's because was seeing Bible yeah, come to life. Absolutely. There was one lady, um, her name's Suzanne. And she was only intending to come for one, potentially two, but and she said I can't come Saturday afternoon because I had one Friday night, one Saturday morning at the church at the Werribee Seventh Adventist Church, and Friday night was Werribee Seventh Adventist Church, and then at the Point Cook sort of community church plant, Adventist community church plant, they have it kind of like at a, at a library, their community centre in Point Cook. Um, there were two more in the afternoon, and these were like full on presentations, like an hour each. And so she says, there's no way I'm coming. Um, it's just impossible. But she loved Friday night and Saturday morning so much. She's a real seeker. We happen to have the same birthday, um, we discovered. And so, uh, yeah, she came to the afternoon. It was really interesting. She's a real smart, really, really smart woman. And she said that, you know, she's been watching what's been going on in the world and especially the last three years um, in particular, but she couldn't really make sense of it. But when we pulled together Bible prophecy and history. When we pulled those two together with the current events that we all are very well aware of because we see that on our news feeds every day, she said it all made sense. And so it was um, it was great to have, you know, her there giving me this feedback and people mm-hmm. who are really seeking and searching, they want to know the truth. And they were like, don't water it down. The two pastors, I give them credit. <laughs> Pastor Daniela Trejkov, who you know, yes. they certainly know you. And Pastor Nick Trejkov, yes. they, by the way, said to say hello. And, um, hello. Hello. She's waving. She's <laughs> <was> waving. waving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, they said, Danny, um, the people here, we've advertised it. They want to hear it as it is. So no, no sugar coating, you know, respectfully. Yep. But say it as it is. And so I went to town, you mm. know, I went to town and it was great. And yeah, the response was just incredible. The numbers grew. Praise the Lord. The numbers grew. Like I'm thinking Saturday afternoon after the first program, we had refreshments and like for about 30 minutes. And then there was another program for another hour. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm thinking there's no way they're going to stay. You know what I mean? People are going to go. But more people came for the second. Wow. I don't know whether friends texted one another, turn up, this is crazy stuff, you got to hear this. Um, but it was incredible. This is like in Africa where the numbers <laughs> grew. In Australia, the numbers go down, especially Saturday afternoon. Who hangs around Saturday afternoon? That's the Holy Spirit bringing I'm people I'm telling to you, it's, that was just... And I was and I was promoting the Great Controversy book. They were Excellent. picking up that book and re, you know taking it home to read it. They, were, they said we're going to spend more time in the Word. We're going to spend more time getting to know Jesus. They they were like we didn't realize we're this close to the end. Mm. It was a real eye opener. Wow. So anyway, um, so just you- just the final thing on that. Are we out of time, are we? Oh, no, 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 no. it's just going so quick. <laughs> so, we haven't even got. We haven't even got to our first story. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. That's what the country does. That's what the country feel does to you. You got it. Like, you know, grandma's place in the country. Like, there's no clock. It's just, you just carry on and on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um. The sun is setting. The sun is setting. <laughs> hey, but, um, there may be some listeners that are interested in tuning into what I shared. Um, I've actually got oh, a, yes. can you believe it? I've got a YouTube site. You have a YouTube site. I'm telling you, it's the end of the world. That's one of the biggest <laughs> so signs. How can we find That's your one YouTube of the biggest. Sites? 
You go to Danny Malenkov. So you type in Danny Malenkov YouTube. Yeah, D That's it. D A N Y M I L E N K O V. So type in Danny Malenkov and type in YouTube. Danny Malenkov YouTube, just into YouTube, and it'll come up with my sermons. Um, and so, yeah, I'm loading them up on my YouTube site because our church, we haven't got to that point of loading them up on my church site. Awesome. And anyway, so, um, yeah, so people can do that, and um, and you can pick up the first two. I loaded up the first two today. Oh, very so, good. You're becoming high tech. I'm telling you, like, no one can believe it. No one can believe it. Anyway. And these are sermons you wrote, <laughs> not not ChatGPT. No, not ChatGPT. Oh, by the way, talking about ChatGPT, one of my church members, Joe, he's from my church at Bullaroo. So, yeah. Joe, if you're listening, I think he said he's going to be listening because I was going to mention him. Joe sends me um, this uh, new AI, uh, this new AI, and um, and it's and and I. This is one, it's, not, it's, simple, it's like chat GPT, except for you don't need to sign up. Uh-huh. It's like Google, you know what I mean? Just like Google, you just, yeah. you, you punch in. And anyway, I wrote, you know, asked, you know, for a bio for Pastor Danny and so on and so forth. And it didn't come up with something as flowery as the previous one, but it was still a pretty good deal. But, um, this is, this is what it, this is what it came up with. It said, um, this was, this was really interesting. It said, he attended Avondale College, which is true where he earned a Bachelor of Theology degree and later went on to complete a Master of Divinity degree at Andrews University in Michigan. Did you do that? No, (laughs) but I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. It's on the internet. It's on the internet. must be true. Wow, that's interesting. So anyway, um, yeah, no, but this... um, This AI industry is huge and more and more people are jumping on board. Now, you were telling me that you've done a little bit of, of... Messing about in the AI world. Yeah, well, I went home last week and I told Justin about it. And he said, where have you been? This has been out for a while. I know. I said, yeah, but look at this. It it writes a bio on you. He didn't didn't realize it could do that and he Uh was amazed. So then he decided to see if it would write a sermon. Oh, wow. And it wrote a sermon. He was write a sermon on what happens when you die. And it does it. But it does it. And if you write in to... Write it from a Seventh Day Adventist perspective. Yeah. It does. Wow. Like it gives the Bible verses, it gives points for the sermon, and it's pretty good. Wow. And you know what I was, you, did you get my message for what I shared with you guys when you guys sent me? I'm like, what you want to do with this? This is really cool, this technology, because often when pastors preach uh, sermons on sensitive topics, especially lifestyle issues like health, mm. um, adornment, <laughs> dress, and so on and so forth. And all these, you know, um, sensitive topics, um, you can get a bit of backlash, mm-hmm. you know, from your audience. And so I thought of an idea of how I can use AI to <laughs> preach all the sermons I don't have guts or don't want to preach because I'm going to get, you know, heaps and heaps of, you know, <laughs> tomatoes thrown at me. So what you want to do is on the big screen at church, just load up chat GPT and for everyone to see, what does the Bible <laughs> have to say about drinking alcohol from a Seventh-day Adventist perspective? And enter. you press enter and Bing. voila, bing, the chat box comes up and starts preaching the sermon. 
That's an excellent idea. And it's not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't blame you. They can only... Can you believe we're even having this discussion? Oh, man. It's 2023. It is 2023. All right, let's move on from there. Well, we've only got two minutes left. And Unbelievable. Just, just real quick, Vernon says he's listening too. Oh, Vernon. G'day, g'day, Vernon. Good, good, good to have you on board, brother. All right, let's get through a few before the news, eh? Yeah. Let's well, um, firstly, firstly, we we do want to... Give our thoughts and our prayers, our thoughts and our prayers for those um, impacted and affected by this horrible bus crash that happened not far from where we are. That's right. You know, in our part of the world here. It's just um, hard to imagine. Ten people have lost their lives and others, many others are wounded. Some have lost limbs and it's just horrific, not to mention the... 58-year-old bus driver and how he would be feeling. That's right. Um, apparently, you know, doesn't have any con- prior convictions or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, this is just a huge tragedy. So it's our just- thoughts and our prayers are with these precious folk. Absolutely. Yeah, so I don't know what else to say on that. It's really, I guess, shocked, not just yeah. not just the, the hunter, but it's shocked the nation. That's right. And it's just a reminder that there are no fairy tale endings this side of heaven. No. But there is a happily ever after that will come when Jesus comes. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? I think we really need to be praying for this bus driver and his family. Mm. Like I put myself in, all of them. in his position and um, for all of them, yeah, you know, we really need to be praying because it's it must be must be a huge burden, you know, yeah. beyond what I can comprehend to have to carry absolutely. that. Um, so yeah, this world is not our own, fo- not our home. What do I say? Final yeah. home. Yeah, it's not our final home, and you know we're just passing through and looking forward to the day when yeah, sin and suffering and sorrow will come to an end. Amen. Amen. And uh, that day is is drawing ever near, because as we take a look at you know what's going on in the world, and we will in a little bit. We we probably won't get started on that just yet because we're about to. We're about to lift off into the into the news, um, but really, Sharissa, yeah, I really do believe we're drawing near. And after the news, uh, we'll take a look at some of the Wednesday evidence telling us. On this program, I go home feeling we're so close to the yeah, return of Jesus. Indeed, so let's, indeed. We need some hope, patience, and Absolutely. prayer. Anna Beden's going to bring us a song that talks just about those three things. Enjoy. Lift your head. Little one, lift your eyes to see the sun, lift your heart and burden soul, oh rejoice in hope, lift your head, little one. Lift your eyes to see the sun Lift your heart and burn soul Oh, rejoice in
shall come, but I will hold you in my arms up to the skies in my hands. Be patient in tribulation. To Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi, all, I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. Questions you need answered? The popular question of the day segment has moved. Lyle Southwell will answer every Bible question you have on his new time spot Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Faith FM. During the afternoons with Shell program. So send your questions to info at faithfm.com.au or text us at 04 888 Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Excited to have you joining us. It's the 14th of June. Can you believe it? Nearly halfway through. Nearly at the end of the halfway mark. The year is flying, but... uh, We're still here. We're still here. (laughs) And uh, we've got uh, another message from one of our listeners. Oh, that's three today. So there's three people listening at least. Well, I think you know this one, Lydia. Oh, okay. It's your sister. It is my sister. It says, hey, Dan, us and Dad are in a cab on the way home, and we've got the Looking Up show streaming in the car via Bluetooth. Fantastic. Say so the cab driver's sing. listening as well. Yes. Fantastic. Say way to go. Say hi to Sing. Hi, Sing. Hi, Sing. Okay, <laughs> there we go. The driver. So. Okay. Oh, hi, Sing. Um, <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And we should also let out. And I apologize, say. my friend Singh. I apologize for my family members and <laughs> anything and everything I will say. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> just keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we also want to let you know that we have a very special giveaway today. It's for the first 10 people who text mm-hmm. in today's code word. We'll release the code word later in the program. But today's giveaway is a book entitled The Ten Commandments Twice Removed by Danny Shelton and Shelly Quinn. Quinn. That's right. And so, uh, yeah, if you're interested in this book, it's uh, it looks very good. I'm looking at it here on the screen. We only have 10 copies available. I'll tell you a little bit more about them, about this book rather, uh, as the program continues. But the number to keep handy... To text us your comments like Lydia did or to have handy ready for the prize is 04-888-17624. That's 04-888-17624. Pastor Danny, let's keep talking. All right, let's keep talking. Well, seeing seeing that we've just been talking about my beloved sister, Lydia, all right, she sent me this um, interesting headline um, from Queensland. So... Is that where she lives? That's where she lives in a place called Burpengary near Kabulcha. So anyway, and uh, yeah, she sent this to me. And so Queenslanders, listen up. Listen up, Queenslanders. This was a headline from the Daily Mail. And what's the date here? Um, The 30th of May. So not so long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And the headline was, Why you could soon be jailed for three years for making an offensive Facebook post. What? Yeah. Facebook posts. Facebook. Okay. So Facebook users, listen up. That's not me. I'm not on Facebook, but Sharissa, you're on Facebook. Shell, are you on Facebook? Yeah, kind of 50 50. Um, so anyway, all our Facebook users listen up and this is probably social media. Uh, I'm assuming not just Facebook. Here's what you need to know. Here we go. This is, this is, um, the, the main points. Queensland looking at three year jail sentence for bigotry. Legal experts fear Hindus may be charged for religious display. Hmm. That's, what? Well, that's what this article goes so on and it's talks a, about. on religious posts. Yeah, absolutely as well. Religious exemptions exist in New South Wales and Victoria, but maybe not Queensland. Anyway, let me, let me share with you what this article has to say, the first little bit. A sweeping law could see Australians jailed for three years for posting what's deemed offensive on Facebook in an attempt to protect minority groups. Wow. Queensland's Labor government has introduced a bill that would dramatically increase the maximum prison sentence for racist anti-gay, anti-trans, or seriously bigoted statements. Now, who decides what is and what isn't? That's amazing. Um, Making such statements already carry a minimum, a maximum six-month jail term, but that would be increased to three years under the bill. So we're going from six months to three years. So inflammatory Facebook posts would be a criminal offense, I'm reading from the article, with the legislation covering any... Now, this this is in the legislation... Any form of communication to the public, including by speaking, writing, printing, displaying notices, broadcasting, have mercy, that's us, telecasting, just as well we're not broadcasting from Queensland, telecasting, screening, or playing of tapes, or other recorded material, or by electronic means. So basically, it it covers every area. Posting a Nazi symbol on social media or carrying it around publicly will also prompt jail time. What? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it goes on and it talks about, you know, what, what the punishments, um, will entail and how that all works. 
Um, I mean, it, it covers everything from, you know, wearing or displaying clothing to signs to flags to emblems or insignia and so on and so forth. Um, currently in New South Wales, okay, let's bring it closer to home, like right at home, Sharissa. In New South Wales, um, this particular law or, you know, a version of it attracts a year-long jail term. So we've already got that here in New South Wales. I so I even know. Yeah, or a $100,000 fine. Now, seeing you and Justin are multimillionaires, you'll probably go with the <laughs> fine option and you'll be okay. Um, laws in Victoria, um, it says in New South Wales, have an exemption when it comes to people displaying swastikas for religious reasons, as it is a common symbol in Hindu, Buddhist and the Jain faiths. So the swastika is a common symbol. So they've got an exemption um, in connection with that. But anyway, the reason why I raise this is because Revelation tells us that the day is coming when a particular religious point of view will not only be outlawed, but there will be serious punishments associated with that, including not just fines and jail time, but potentially their lives will be on the line. That's right. And so what we are seeing here is setting the mindset, it's setting the precedent, it's preparing the way for what's coming down the what what's coming down the down pipeline. the track, yeah. down the pipeline. Wow, that's amazing cuz yeah, my head's still spinning about that. Facebook has 2.91 billion users. Yeah. So that's uh that's very interesting. It is. And so this is, we've got to always remember everything that is happening in the world is not happening in a vacuum. Everything that is taking place, all these things that we talk about here on the radio program, this is all heading toward one final destination, that final showdown between good and evil. And it's going to be a worship war at the end of time. Those who are faithful to God, those who are not, that book, Ten Commandments Twice Removed, is right on the money. If you haven't got that book, you need to get that book when it comes time for you to submit your code word. Um, and so this is all heading to the final showdown. All this is the preparation for it. It's just like a couple, you know, that get married. I mean, you know what it was like when you got married. Shell, you know what it was like when you got married. How long did you prepare before the wedding day? Not just before the wedding day. No. How many months did you prepare? When oh, did you start preparing for your it wedding? it took me six months. Six months. How long did it take you, Shell? Three Three months. Three months, yeah. All right. Okay. It took me like one day to prepare, but that's because... that's <laughs> because your wife did it all. <laughs> my wife did it all. I mean, I had to weigh in. It was pretty pathetic. Like, I mean, for my, for my wedding day, I literally... My responsibility was to go and find a bow tie. Did that you, was it. Did you keep... Yeah, and I spent the whole day Friday, um, the Friday before the Sunday was when we got married. Tie? It was a very good tie, That's and good. um, and I really had a lovely time in town by myself <laughs> because it was chaos back home. Because we catered for over four hundred people, we did our own catering. We had four hundred and fifty people at our wedding. In the Greek club there in You're the center of Brisbane. Macedonian style. Macedonian, Serbian style. It was full on, you know, just <laughs> ethnic. It was just full on. Lots of Avad. Oh, I'm not sure if there was any Avad, but there was like super soup. There were chicken schnitzels and there were salads. There was, you name it, the wog food was there on display. It was full on. Love it. Anyway, um, how did I, where was I going before I'm I got sidetracked? I don't remember where. <laughs> where? No, no, where? No, no, no. This is one of those organic moments. No, no, I know where I was going with that illustration. So you took, you took a long time and we all take, well, not me, but 
the women in particular, they take a long time to prepare for that one day, yeah. right? That one day happens very quickly, doesn't it? It all happens on one day. At the end, it's all over. That's right. Okay? Um, and so you spent a lot of time in preparation. So all the things that are going on right now are in preparation for that one event, synonymous with that one day of the wedding. Okay? Are we all on the same page? Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now we well, understand where we were going with as, that. Uh, just before you go on further, we're hearing from more listeners. It's so exciting. So oh, many wow. people saying hi today. Uh, Leanne is uh, listening and she says it's time to say bye-bye to Facebook. Oh, there we go. She doesn't want to go to jail. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> nobody really does. I don't. <laughs> no. And, well, uh, there is such a thing as prison ministry. Jesus talked about prison ministries. I reckon. You know what? I mean, I, I, I don't want to, but if God, if God so wills, I, I've got a feeling I'm going to end up there. Well, I've got a feeling I'm going to end up in jail. Follow that day. feeling right now. No, we um, won't. We've not, not got, hopefully soon. We've also got uh, David. <laughs> Uh, Edgar, he's still writing to us um, there, and he's found you on YouTube. Oh, he found me. He's found you on YouTube. He's checking out some sermons and of yours from five years ago. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so you can see more greys there now, maybe David. <laughs> There's a lot of greys, but unfortunately, I've still got some hair. Oh, that's good. All right. All right. Okay. Let 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 let's continue with some with with some more headlines. Um. All right, so where are we here? Uh, this is another interesting one. I think my sister sent me this one as well. Like, I mean, she is one of my uh, best suppliers of news, my sister, because she is on Facebook, so she's going to jail as well with, with everybody else that's on Facebook. <laughs> and I start paying her for being your researcher. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> She's my freebie researcher. Why did you mention that, Shell? Now she's going to actually expect for every good story. Anyway, this is, I think she sent me this. Um, anyway, this is, or I may have found it, but this was from an ABC News headline Monday, June 12th. So, well, that's a couple of days ago. Uh, cashless businesses face consumer boycotts as people claim it denies freedoms. Okay, so these are businesses wow. that are going cashless, yes. right? They don't want to deal with cash and they are facing a consumer boycott because there are more and more people today that are saying, hey, you cannot deny me giving you cold hard cash, you know, um, to to purchase a good or a service. And so it's interesting that you know we've talked about this and we'll talk about this a lot more. But but you know we're living in, in more and more in a cashless society. Mm. I mean I don't know if you've got your your credit card on your phone. I have. You no, do. No, I like keep my, I keep like on your phone or watch. People no, have got them on there. People are I like know. paying with their watches. I know. <gasps> Shell, Shell's one of those. And so, I mean, I don't carry literally any cash. I use a credit card because I'm not up to the phone and the watch yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is where we're going. And the reason why we bring this up is because this is part of Revelation 13. That's right, where you can't buy or sell. Exactly. So this prices. is all part of that central bank digital currency that is being rolled out. And I talked a bit about that in Melbourne, and you should have seen the eyes light up. And I connected that with the digital identity system that's being established, you know, the MyGov account. Yep. And you connect that with the smartphones that everyone's encouraged to have. And voila. Yeah. And AI, it's voila, all, voila. It's all happening. It's all happening. So anyway, that was really interesting. We'll move on from there. Okay. Um, on, to, on to another one here. Where do we go? Where do we go? All right, Donald Trump. Okay, let's deal with Donald Trump. He's back in the news. Shell, we can't get away from Donald Trump. We just can't get away from him. He might not be in the White House, but man alive, he's plastered all over the media. <laughs> Here you go. He's an interesting fellow. <laughs> you have to admit that. 
is an interesting fellow. He what, is what's an interesting fellow. What's happening with Donald? Uh, what's happening with the Don? Um, well, he's he's been um, back to court. He's back to court for the second time. Uh, the headline here is Trump makes history again as he's arraigned in a Miami court. This is in connection um, with those thirty-seven. <clears throat> Um, well, no, this in connection with, uh, that, um, uh, Mar-a-Lago, 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 yeah, is it, how do you yeah, say it? I think you got it the last Mar-a-Lago. time. Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> anyway, he, that's in connection, remember that raid, FBI? Yeah, yeah. And they took all that stuff, all those documents. Anyway, um, they have, um, they have indicted him on 37 federal charges of mishandling classified documents, paving the way for a potential trial in the middle of an election campaign and the explosive possibility of a jail conviction. And so he appeared in a Miami, Florida court. And um, so, you know, this is nine weeks after he was indicted in a Manhattan court over a state-based probe involving alleged hush money paid to a porn star um, that Trump once again, you know, Denied. So the thing is, I mean, you know, he's, he's now, what, what this is doing, Sharissa, in short, it's polarizing the nation even more. Mm. Polarizing the nation. And it's really interesting. I was watching just a little of this interview between a Fox News, um, uh, person. Uh, they were interviewing Gavin Newsom. Do you know yes, who Gavin yes. Newsom is? He's the California governor. That's right. And, uh, this is what he had to say. Um, it was like a one hour interview and it was a, pretty good interview from what i've seen so far this guy's pretty switched on this gavin Newsom. i don't agree with you know his 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 philosophy and and everything he does he's he's just so left-leaning um and just yeah so anti-family and so on and so forth but anyway this is what he had to say and i jotted this down he says the united states population are not only polarized but they are also traumatized And that was a really good summary of it. Very good summary. Polarized and traumatized. And he was saying the reality is we are as divided as we possibly can be. So how do we bring the division together? We're going to talk about that in one of our Bible studies. How do we unite the United States? How do we unite the divided (laughs) states of America? Because that's what, you know, that's what they're called. So, so this is really interesting. And um, so we're going to see where all this lands, but this is just further adding fuel. To, to the ever-increasing fire. And I can see our seconds are ticking away and I've got a few more things yeah. to share. But, um, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to leave them until I guess we come back. Well, we'll just listen to Andy McLeod then bring to us a song entitled Signs of the Times. Oh, wow. How appropriate. Go, Shell, go, Shell. <laughs> Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A paper called the Sunday becomes worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to man. Signs of the times are around us. Prophets tell of glory, also tell of men and woe. The Bible tells a story of one this world hardly knows. Daniel gives its warning. Red 
three angels fly from heaven with a message and a call. Signs of the times around us tell me the apocalypse will end soon. Oh, wait, look up and get ready for the end. The King of Kings will soon descend. And where will you, where will you be found, my friend? Judgment now is sitting, time's running out for man. Final hours at hand. News tells of confusion. True Protestants will stand. The papal mark is given. The beast now has command. Signs of the times are around us. A remnant people standing there troubled to all men. I see them looking upwards, obeying God's command. Clouds break forth before them, they see the sun of man. My friend, I ask the question, where will you decide to stand? Signs of the times around us Tell me the apocalypse will end soon Awake, look up and get ready for the end The King of Kings will soon descend And where will you cloud bringing to us signs of the times and you're listening to the looking up program and this is a live broadcast on Jan- oh, june the 14th so june 14 wednesday june 14 and pastor danny before i let you continue a reminder that today we have 10 giveaways for the first 10 people to text in our code word which we will give away a little bit later on but the book that we're giving away today is an exciting one it's called the 10 commandments twice removed and uh, with all the attention on the 10 commandments you will be interested to get your hands on this book which answers uh, critical questions concerning them did the 10 commandments exist before mount sinai were they nailed to the cross how do we demystify paul's writings about them does man have authority to change god's law All of these questions and more are answered in this exciting book. So uh, keep listening and be ready to text in the code word to this number, 0488 17624. 
And we'd love to hear from you too if you have any comments as you listen to, to our discussion today as well. Mm, amen, amen. All right, I'm keen to hear what else yeah, you've got. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get onto that in just a moment, but I just want to weigh in on um, what you've just said in the book because the commandments are going to be the end time game at the end of time. It's very clear the dragon was wrath with the woman, you know, at the church, and he goes to make war with the rest of her offspring or the remnant who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus, have the testimony of Jesus. And in Revelation 14, 12, speaks of God's end time people as those who are patient saints, keeping the commandments and having the faith of Jesus. So the end time battle is over the commandments of God, and in particular, the commandment that's in the very heart of the commandment that has the seal of God, which... One specifically about ex- worship. Exactly. Right on worship. The climax of worship is, um, yeah, so people need this because it's going to really help them understand, mm. you know. Wordy so words. It's a great book. Anyway, all right. So we talked a little bit about Donald Trump. We need, to, we need to even things up on this radio program. We don't want to kind of be seen as being, you know, um, Let's talk about showing favoritism. Let's talk about Biden. <laughs> Let's talk about Biden. So, um, all right, we've talked about Mr. Trump. Now, Joe Biden's in the headlines as well. Is he? Um, yeah, for What's a very, very different reason. <laughs> well, he hosted a transgender, um, sorry, he hosted a gay pride, um, a, gra- a gay pride party, you could call it. Um, this past, no, not this past Saturday, but it was the previous one. Um, on the, yeah. Saturday's Pride Month celebration on the South Lawn of the White House. So he was there um, with his wife, uh, Jill, and uh, and a whole host of others who were invited. And, uh, yeah... It was um, it was a big deal, you know. The people were there, so and it was were, a family event. Yeah, it was a fa- absolutely, absolutely. It was a family event, and they were celebrating, you know, Pride Month and everything that's associated with that. Now, one individual who was there and had previously taken a photo with uh, Joe Biden was actually a transgender activist who was banned. And no longer welcome at the White House. Why? Yeah, tell us why. At this particular party, this White House, you know, gay pride party, she decided, well, he who has become a she, um, trans woman, decided to go topless at the Biden event. So the headline is transgender activist no longer welcome at White House after going topless at Biden event. So this transgender advocate, Rose Montoya, um, yeah, she decided to go topless. And the White House simply said, (coughs) excuse me, said that that was unacceptable. They, they went on, the, press sec- the White House press secretary went on and said it was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. Mm. Um, what's, what's interesting is this woman, now I don't know if this is true or not, I haven't fact-checked it, um, but she actually defended um, her actions on Twitter and Instagram by saying that going topless in Washington, D.C. is legal. <laughs> And I fully support the movement in freeing the. And I won't. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll leave it there. Um, she had. She says I had zero intention of trying to be vulgar or be profane in any way. And so. And 
I'm yeah. looking at an article also on the story in front of me, and it says, in response to critics who questioned her decision to appear topless, she pointed out that their objections actually affirmed her identity as a woman, since a man would not face the same level of criticism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's you know what's interesting here. This this is this is another um, you know a White House spokesman, right? So this is from the government said the bare-chested display, and now I'm quoting was not a normal thing that has happened under this administration. I'm like, are you kidding me? The things that the current um, White House administration has allowed, is encouraging, is endorsing and condoning, is phenomenal. And this is kind of very hypocritical because, you know, they're saying, no, this is not appropriate, but it's appropriate for drag queens to go have, you know, to have stories with children in, in public libraries. It's appropriate to have gay pride um, celebrations and uh, what do you call it, um, parades through the streets where you've got men and women dressed so in, bad. dressed in not much. I mean, once upon a time you would be locked up for showing that much of your body in a public way. Like, I mean, if I went down the now street... Now you can do that, but you'll be locked up for something I can guarantee you, on Facebook. I can guarantee you, Sharissa, if I took off my, my clothes except for my jocks, right, and I decided to go walking through Newcastle, the centre of Newcastle, in my jocks... Okay, don't picture that. Sorry, <laughs> folk, to bring up this very bad example. Shell is wincing. Shell is really wincing, if you could just see her face. If this skinny guy was to walk around in his jocks in Newcastle, guess what would happen? I'd be arrested. Yeah. I'd be arrested. I'd be like, what are you doing? This is like, you know, it's it's indecent. It's, you know, harming the poor kids. Look, you're exposing, you know, people are going to be traumatised for the rest of their life. But a gay pride um, parade and ev- anything goes. And so we, we, we've completely lost the, the plot. And so, um, Good point. and what's interesting, what's interesting, I don't know if you've got anything more else to say on that, but I did have a couple of other things. Other stories? Yeah. But no, anyway, go, go no, no, on you to. You go ahead, you go ahead. No, um, now it's interesting that, um, yeah, obviously, you know, June is a gay pride month yeah. around the world. And it says, um, there was a headline here, you know, most major retailers, retailers in the US, this is the US, are carrying LGBT pride merchandise for children. So there's more and more. It's not just Target. There are so many more jumping on the bandwagon, you know. Um, and so you've got, you've got all these big corporations and they are willing, they are willing to sacrifice billions of dollars in profit in order to continue this agenda, in order to continue this narrative. I heard a really, really good sermon um, that was sent to me by one of my fellow pastor colleagues, and it was by a, a, you know, a, Sunday, a Sunday pastor, as in you know, a, a pastor who you know, has a Sunday church in the United States of America. I can't remember what the church name was. But anyway, and he was saying that the aim um, of, of these big corporate um, woke uh, you know, individuals and companies is to sacrifice short-term profit loss for end-term or long-term cultural change. 
And that really made me think short term profit, profit loss, loss for long term cultural change. Interesting. Ah, yeah. And that really, that really hit home. And so, um, yeah, so I really do think we're, we're heading down this road. And what is fascinating that now there's more and more of a reaction to this, like in California, uh, there was, uh, there, there were arrests. As well as a, a really big, um, a really big Barney between pro LGBT and anti LGBT protesters outside a California school board meeting. I, yeah, yeah, because um, the the school board over there they've got a different system to us in Australia. There, you know, school districts and school boards they kind of run the school, and parents and students and even community members have an opportunity to speak to the school boards regarding various issues and so forth, like, you know, the way we have church boards mm-hmm. and church business meetings. Mm-hmm. Well, the school board, anyone can sort of come, you know, who's especially connected with the school. And so, yeah, here there, you know, there, were, there was a school and um, and they were planning on, you know, bringing in all these various um, activities during June Gay Pride Month and there were a whole bunch of students and parents that, didn't want these activities um, imposed on their children, you know, during June. And so they fronted up to the school board to have their say and the LGBT pro people turned up as well and it was like a big Barney and the police were called in. So there's more and more of this happening now. This tension is growing. So the article went on to say that, you know, Christians and Muslims and Hindus and Jews, they are now cons- they're coming together to protect their children. And so we can clearly see how all you know, of this is pushing religion. Exactly, to come exactly. So it's a real, it's a real cultural war. And um, I so, just have a little. Um, we have an update on the previous story, so Shell might be able to update us. She did a bit of a fact check for us. Uh huh. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, just um, with the topless story that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, it is legal in. Several states, including Washington D.C., wow. to, go, to topless. go topless, but not in public places. Okay. So, so okay. not not like in businesses yeah. and the, the White, White House. House. <laughs> the White House lawn. <laughs> wow. Well, have mercy. But you know what? That, that's that's interesting. You know, it's 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 just it's really like for me. I was sharing with, with Charissa earlier. For me, I see this as kind of like a bit of a metaphor of the end time scenario where you've got. Joe Biden, who is super supportive of the whole LGBT um, community and especially the trans community in particular, he's super supportive. And here is a woman that he has been he's been supportive of. Even took a photo. You know, she posted a photo with him, uh, with, with, with well, with yeah. herself and and the president. You yeah. know, taken a selfie with them, and now he's booting out. You know, and them. Moments later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so this is going to be at the end of time where this agenda, because there's going to be the pendulum swing, yeah. the religious right is going to take over oh, I tell you. and it's going to be a very different world. 
every week we come here and there's just so much to talk about. It's like right when you think the world can't get any worse, it does. Yeah. Now, okay. Oh, you got more. Well, one more. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know if you – I saw this on SBS News. So this is from SBS News. What's the date? Do I have a date here? Yes, I do. 7th of June. This is all current stuff. Like a week ago. ago. One week ago. One week ago. And it said here, SBS News headline, for the first time ever, an LGBTQ plus state of emergency has been declared in the US. What? Shell, did you know that? Let me read that again. What happened? For the, for the, <laughs> for the first time ever, an LGBTQ plus state of emergency has been declared in the US. Sub-high. The declaration included a know-before-you-go guide to help LGBTQ plea People navigate state laws aimed at regulating the lives of queer people. So they're basically saying there are some states where it's not safe for the LGBT people to go. So they're going to have like an alert saying this state is not necessarily good for your health and well-being if you visit this state. State of emergency for the very first time. And um, so, yeah, it's it's really interesting, it's you know. And this was this is all in connection with the human rights hmm. campaign. So, um, yeah, so the the HRC or the Human Rights Campaign President Kelly Robinson named Florida, Tennessee, and Texas as the most hostile states to the LGBT plus hmm. community. Interesting, interesting. Uh, look, Shell's found us a really good song that is appropriate for right now. Watch Ye Saints. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a good old hymn. It's a great When hymn. you see these things, we need to be watching. And we're pretty much up to our Bible study almost. Oh, praise the Lord. So stay with us, folks. We're going to continue this after this song, Watch Ye Saints, Souls West Collective. Watch ye saints with eyelids waking Though the powers of heaven are shaking Keep your lamps all trimmed and burning
program and we're about to begin our bible study here but first we have the giveaway code word right now i've been telling everybody about this throughout the program but we have 10 copies of the book entitled the 10 commandments twice removed by danny shelton and shelly quinn and we have 10 to give away to the first 10 people who text in today's code word and the code word is l u 2 3 commandments so L-U, the letters L-U, the number 23 for the year 2023, and the word commandments. No space, no emojis, just L-U, two, three commandments. Text that through to 4 That's 488 All right, Pastor Danny, we're ready. All right, just a few, few more things before we move into our Bible study. Um, and this is all part of our Bible study, the thing we're talking about. So this is not kind of like left field stuff. This is right on. Um, but it's, it's, it's really interesting that, um, yeah, Sesame Street that a lot of people grew up with watching Sesame Street. You know, it's kind of for little tykes. I remember that. Yeah. Sort of, you I know, was a little tyke. Yeah. Up to <laughs> like, you know, before pre, before school, before school age kids usually watch it. Well, it's, you know, June and, um, Gay Pride Month, and I've jumped on board the bandwagon as well. And uh, Sesame Street, Sesame Street, Sesame Street. This is what Sesame Street Sesame tweeted. Street? Okay. Yeah, this is what they tweeted. This was from Sky News. I picked this up from Sky News. They tweeted, "This is hashtag Pride Month. Let's celebrate diversity and unity, and spread love and acceptance. Together, we can make the world a kinder place for all." So they're getting on the bandwagon, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of folk that um, aren't that excited about their little tackers being exposed to, you know, the LGBTQIA+. Um, and here was another one. I guess it's kind of like, you know, they're learning their ABCs in a way, um, the little tackers. Everyone is always welcome on Sesame Street was another um, tweet from Sesame Street. Let's celebrate LGBTQIA plus people in our communities this pride and every day. Happy 
and it goes on and talks about that. So, um, so it's interesting, you know, that everyone's getting on on this bandwagon, Sharissa, and uh, there is more and more concern out there. There's more and more polarization, and these culture wars uh, are really heating up. And my personal belief is that the people who are in the middle, you've got those who are in the left camp and the right camp, but they're in the middle, okay? They're not on the extremes. They've got families, they've got children, and everybody cares about their children. I know if I ask you that your little boy Judah is like the most important thing in your life at the moment as far as, you know, this tangible. I mean, he would take precedence. His needs would take precedence over Justin's. Would that be right? I know Justin can't feed himself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, we care about our children. Right. We care about our children. And so when people see their children in particular threatened um, and their well-being is at stake, they will rise up. And I don't care what political spectrum they're from, they're going to rise up. And when this world begins to implode more and more, um, as a result of immorality out of control and there's natural disasters that come along Pushes with that. It'll push them in a certain direction and the Christian community are going to be like, that's what happens when we throw God out the window, when we throw God's Ten Commandments out the window. Oh. That is what happens. This is what we are reaping now. What you sow, you're going to reap and this is what we are reaping. We must get this nation, we must get this world back to God, back to values and instead of simply encouraging people, they will seek to legislate morality. As soon as you begin to legislate morality, that's when the final show—that's when the final showdown—is kicking off. The pendulum is swinging in that direction. So this is where we are going. At the moment, immorality is being legislated, but the Good pendulum's point. going to swing and. Biblical morality, or what's understood as general morality. The Ten Commandments morality will be legislated. So this is where we're going. And um, just uh, just a, a story here on, on, on the Calvary Hospital. We talked about this last time. And the Calvary Hospital's injunction to stop the takeover by the ACT government was dismissed by the Supreme Court last week. Did you know that? I did not know. It was dismissed. And um, this is from the Australian Christian Lobby email that they sent me, um, they state, this decision reveals that the ordinary person or business has little or no protection against the state determined to impose its view on its people. It seems likely that the takeover will go ahead on 3rd of July, which is less than a month, and Canberra will lose its best hospital. I'm reading from the email. And then it says, there is already talk of the ACT government planning to also take over the Calvary Hospice. Before long... Other states and territories could follow suit, and uh, so yeah, this is this is where we are heading, and um, you know, so we're going further and further to this extreme left, godless position, yeah. and the pendulum's going to swing. It's just it's, in, it's really hard to believe that that's even possible in Australia, isn't it? Absolutely, that the government would yeah. take over a hospital. Absolutely, because uh, you don't hear a lot about it in mainstream news. No. But it's happening. Oh, it's happening. It's it's happening. So um third of July. Yeah, third of July. Um, whilst you know, everything that is in connection with that which is not moral, that which is harmful to society, 
is being voted through. You know, and I've got here, you know, Queensland, you know, sex self-identity bill, final vote. The final vote on the births, deaths and marriages registration bill is expected this week. If passed, anyone will be able to change the sex on their birth certificate, including minors under 18, without their parents' permission. So this is happening in Queensland. So we're doing this. There's, um, you know, there's, uh, where are we here? Where was this in um, WA or somewhere? I can't remember where it was. Oh, oh, no, there's a national abortion inquiry. No, it wasn't that. Where was I? Here we go. Um, WA, WA. So this is from West Australia. So this is like coast to coast. Worsening abortion laws was the headline. The WA Labor government has announced it will modernise abortion laws to allow abortion to birth. Abortion to birth, even though most people oppose late-term abortion. So they want to bring in laws where you can have an abortion pretty much at 40 weeks. That's terrible. Yeah, and babies that are, uh, are aborted but born alive yeah. are left to die. We have that right now. Mm. We have that right now. It's, I don't even want to go there. It's just these are, these are babies, like full, precious full term, lives. precious lives that God brought into this world. And so as this agenda continues, we're going to find ourselves living in a world that is falling apart at the seams and the pendulum will swing. It has to swing. There is no other option. If our listeners are listening and they're seeing all of this, what should they do? They should study the Bible? They should contact someone and get someone to study the Bible with them? Absolutely. I would, I would encourage um, our listeners to, and this is what I shared in Melbourne. Like there was a huge response when I invited people, I think I shared earlier, you know, to study the Bible. I think we had about 15, 20 people say, we want to have someone study the Bible with us. You know, we want to spend time finding out what God has in store for my life. And I invited people to tick the box. Do you want to share the good news that Jesus is coming soon with someone else? Put a tick in that box and heaps of people tick that box. We want to share. So I'd encourage people, send us, send us, if, if, if you're interested and you don't know who could study with you, send us your number. That's right. Um, we'll get into, yep. 04-888-17624. Absolutely. And we will find, um, we will find someone for you. You know, I'll, I'll, if you're in Queensland, tell me where you are and, um, and I'll find a pastor there or someone to study the Bible with you. And, um, yeah, and, and God will lead and guide you. But I really do believe that Jesus is coming soon and, it's just exciting, yeah. very exciting. Yeah. All right, I think I think we're done with that. We've got about we've got about twenty odd minutes, twenty minutes or so for our Bible study, have we? Yeah, we do. I'll just quickly give one more plug for the code oh, word. Yes, yes, yes. So today the book is the Ten Commandments twice removed. The code word is L U two three Commandments. L U two three Commandments. Text that to zero four triple eight one seven six two four. 04-888-17624. And then if you're one of the top 10, then you will receive one of these books. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. I think we are ready to roll and, um, and see where we're up to. Okay. I, I have a feeling, um, like I have a rough idea where we're up to, but I, I didn't put my, I didn't, put, I didn't put my little note up to here, uh, but we started on the pendulum. Yeah, we did. We started there. And um, so just to briefly recap, I, as I've looked at history in the last 2,000 years, I've discovered there are three major pendulum swings. Yes. Do you remember what those three were, Sharissa? Uh, you talked about 
from pagan under from pagan Rome, pagan Rome to papal Rome. That's right. So from pagan Rome to the birth of papal Rome, Constantine in particular, who became the first yes. Christian emperor, and the birth of papal Rome and apostate Christianity. Yeah. So that was the first pendulum that was the first swing. One, and then you talked about the French Revolution. Yeah, that's the second one. So we move away from church and state being in bed together to a secular atheistic worldview, godless yeah. worldview, which is where we are today. That's right. And then you're saying there's a third one coming. Because uh, that's what the Bible hints at. That's right. So the third one coming is where, once again, the church and the state, but this time not not just in one or two nations or in a select number of nations, where the world will galvanize together because the world is falling apart and they will come together in order to legislate morality and ultimately legislate worship. And there will be a small group who will not be willing to go along with this worldwide worship mandate that will be set aside for the good of the world. Um, It'll be a day that is set aside. That'll be for family, for the environment, for health, for well-being, for the economy. You name it, it'll tick all the boxes. And there will be a small group that says, no, we will worship our Creator God on the day that He has set aside rather than on this counterfeit day of worship that Satan has set aside, and that's going to bring about the final showdown. Wow. Where will we see these things? Okay, so let's go to, I think we were in First Thessalonians. Let's just go there. That's probably a, a good place to begin. So I want to take a look at um, First Thessalonians chapter 5. Yep. And if you want to read verse 3 to begin with, and then we're going to take a look at the context of verse 3. All right. The First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3 to begin with. Okay, the Bible says, did we pray? No, we didn't. So you you pray. That'd be great. Dear Lord, we just ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us now as we study your word with our listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 The Bible says here in 1 Thessalonians 5.3, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Okay. So at the end of time, and we'll discover that this is an end of time passage, what will be the cry for? Peace and safety. Because those are the things that are probably very needed. Okay. So in order to cry out for peace and safety, what kind of situation do we have on planet Earth? Uh, What's the opposite of peace and the opposite of safety? What's the opposite of peace? I guess war, war, mayhem, craziness, turbulence, danger. danger. What about safety? Yeah, Lack yeah. of, same deal. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's what's fascinating is the context of these words. So if you want to read, read from verse 1 through to verse 6. Okay. Because it's really, really fascinating language that the Apostle Paul here uses. But concerning the time and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should not overtake should overtake you rather as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Mm, let us do what? Watch and watch be sober. and be sober. Okay, so this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that we are to see the writing on the wall. And it's interesting that the Apostle Paul here uses, in verse 3, he uses labor pains. Mm-hmm. Now, who also talked about labor pains? Jesus. Jesus. Matthew 24. 
Matthew 24. And do you remember? Well, let's go there. Let's go to Matthew 24 and take a look at the labor pains and what Jesus connected them with. This is just phenomenal, Sharissa, when we put these two pieces together. These two passages alone, you don't need anything else. Matthew 24. Okay, Matthew 24. Let's put these Bible pieces together. So Matthew 24. And if you want to read all the way from verse 4 to verse 8 to begin with. Okay. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, and we are going to have to put a pause now. Oh, we're out of time. Because the Downing family are going to sing to us a song about the coming of Jesus. Jesus is coming soon. Let's enjoy this song from the Downing family before we continue. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more. No Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Jesus is coming soon, morning or Well, many will meet their doom Trumpets will sound 
Everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. 50 units of red plasma and blood cells were sent to hospital immediately after the crash, but more is needed to help survivors. In terms of the number of people that were required to help those in hospital after the bus crash, um, there was a lot of donors involved in that so uh, there was at least 200 people needed to, to donate blood for just for the emergency uh, stock that we sent. This is Air News. I look to you program still and well we have just about run out of time can't believe we actually need a four-hour show (laughs) (laughs) maybe you don't you need need your own station (laughs) 24 7 /7, shell's not gonna hang around you can be sure she's already she's already wincing (laughs) the poor woman she she comes in you know very bright fresh and then at the end of two hours, you got to see her. She's like had a complete makeover. She's she's like a trans woman, big time. She's trans shell. Okay, okay. Anyway, I'll quit. I'll quit. Well, we just want to make everyone aware of something else that we forgot, which is the Sabbath challenge. Mm, I know, I know. I so take responsibility. Do you want to explain what the Sabbath challenge is for our listeners? All right, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, excuse oh, me. That's just the Malenkov. I, the mal- <laughs> I know. Sharissa was too late in muting the Malenkov. <laughs> um, yeah, the Sabbath challenge is where we're encouraging people to enjoy the blessings of the Sabbath for the entire month of June. So each and every Sabbath, which begins Friday night when the sun sets, so you don't need a watch, and it ends Saturday night when the sun sets, so for that 24-hour period, that you spend that time as God designed the Sabbath to be spent um, in worship of God first and foremost. So you may want to go to church, you may want to fellowship with some some other believers, maybe in a small group. Um, also spend time with family. Certainly, you know, don't worry about working, leave the lawn mowing, leave the washing, leave the cooking, leave all those jobs behind. Finish all your work that you need to do before the sun sets on Friday and then you have 24 hours of Sabbath rest and enjoy the blessings that God has for you. So we want to encourage people to take the Sabbath challenge for a month, for the month of June. And I believe, I believe with all my heart and I can guarantee you that if you taste and see that the Lord is good and enjoy these Sabbaths during June, you will want to continue into July, August, September and until the trumpet sounds. 
All right. And we're going to continue worshiping God every Sabbath, from one Sabbath to another, on the earth made new. Keep it going. Absolutely. Amen. So is there a little book that people yeah, can Yeah, the, there is a little book. Um, you simply text the word Sabbath. Sabbath, yes. Just text the word Sabbath to our number. 04888 And we will send you the book on the Sabbath, which will give you many more tips on how to enjoy the blessings of the Sabbath. And so you'll never be the same again, trust me. Oh. You will not be the same again. And you'll be like, why didn't I know? Why didn't I put this into practice earlier? You'll be kicking yourself. But you want to start off now. There's no better time than the present. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope our listeners take up that really wonderful offer for the Sabbath gift and just text that word Sabbath to the number that we shared, 04888 Amen. Amen. And if you're in the Bullaroo area, you want to come to the Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church where I'll be for the next three weeks. I'm doing a series on forgiveness. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the power of forgiveness, the transforming power of forgiveness. So it's a four-part series. I'm doing three Sabbaths in a row. Then I've got a week off, and then I'll be finishing off on the fifth Sabbath from this week. So if folk are in the area, come along and join us. I'd love to meet you. So that's the Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church. And if you want to, if you want to meet Sharissa, you can meet her at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Isn't that right? Yes, it's right. Yeah. With, Justin. <laughs> With Justin. With Justin by her side. And if you want to meet Shell, where do we meet you, Shell? If our listeners want to meet you, where do you hang out on a Saturday? Raymond Terrace, usually. Raymond Terrace uh, Mission Church. Yeah. Mm. But my husband travels around a lot for Sabbath, so we're kind of mm. going here, there, and everywhere. So who knows? We might come to you. But. So, <laughs> so you're kind of Sabbath nomads. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you go, folk. All right, um, Sharissa, shall we carry on? Let's carry All on. All right, let's carry on. So we were there in Matthew 24 before that beautiful song, and um, so Jesus here is saying that tension is going to skyrocket in these big areas, you know, of, of conflict and natural disasters and so on and so forth to the point where the labor pains will intensify where the pendulum's going to swing. And in verse 9, it's interesting if you want to read verse 9 because here we see the pendulum swing. Here we see who Satan will inspire the world to blame for these disasters. Then, that's a big, uh, clue, that's a big clue. That's a big clue that the pendulum is swinging. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. Okay, and it goes on and speaks of. So this spike in disasters through famines, pestilences, and earthquakes, and so on and so forth, and wars, Satan will use this to blame God's faithful people for the increasing disasters because there's going to be the rallying cry that we need to get back to God. And I've got an article that we're going to deal with, not today, we don't have time, but we're going to unpack that maybe next week. Well, probably not next week because we've got next week off. We won't be here. We'll be here in two weeks' time. So just a little heads up to our listeners. Next week will be a repeat of a previous program. So do tune in. You'll probably be blessed, but we'll be back to the live show in two weeks from today. And we'll look at that. So what will happen is there will be a call to bring this nation back to God. It's going to start off in the United States of America. There's already more and more rumblings in that space. DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, he's at the head of the queue. And there are many others. And so we're going to be talking about that in two weeks' time when we're going to be discovering what is taking place in the United States of America as a reaction to this left 
woke um, family and society-destroying agenda that is at the moment rampant and is going through the United States like a tsunami. So God's people that decide that, yes, they stand up for morality, yes, they stand up for biblical values, godly values, the Scriptures, they will be seen as the instigators of not enabling God to bless the United States of America the way he wants to bless them because they happen not to go along with the worship mandate that will be rolled out with the narrative that will be rolled out that it will appear everyone in the United States of America is taking on board, which will be exported to the rest of the world. So can you imagine this, Sharissa? We're in a crisis, right? The ship is sinking. Everyone, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Christians, atheists, everyone, left, right, those in between, they're all getting on board this, this, this plan that will be spearheaded by the Roman papacy. We're going to deal with that some more in connection with the United States of America, in connection with Protestantism, which will be fueled by spiritualism, where, where Satan's going to be working signs, miracles and wonders. I'm giving a big summary. Everyone's on board. The ship is about to sink. Everyone's on board to find a way to avert the ship from sinking, this world from sinking. And there's a small group that say, no, we're not going to go along with this because this is contrary to God's actual law of love, the fourth commandment. This is contrary. We're not willing to go along with this, though we support us seeking God, but we don't believe in legislating worship. We believe in people asking God freely and not legislators mandating this, and they will be seen as the Jonah that need to be thrown overboard. Because in the Jonah story, the captain said, everyone cry out to your God. Okay, I don't care who your God is, cry out to your God. And Jonah was seen as the problem he was thrown overboard. That's right. Elijah was seen as the cause. Troubler of Israel. The troubler of Israel. You are the one that has troubled Israel. And Elijah says, no, no, it wasn't. it's not me. It's you and your household for you have neglected and rejected and turned your back on the commandments of God. So this is going to be the final showdown, that worship showdown, because it's all going to boil down to that. And so that is where we are heading. And it's interesting that um, God's people were blamed in the time of the early Christians because this all happened during you know that period leading up to 70 AD and God's people the Christians that were blamed for the burning of Rome Nero didn't he he blamed the Christians for Rome burning whereas right. whereas historians tell us that he's the one that instigated the burning of Rome and he blamed the Christians and guess what the Christians were thrown out of Rome and so in the end God's true people, God's faithful people will be blamed for the disasters that will continue because Satan will continue pouring out disasters on this planet and the world will turn against those who want to be true and faithful to God's Ten Commandments, God's Fourth Commandment so you're in saying particular. history is going to repeat itself. History is going to repeat. History is going to repeat. So that is where we are, and that is where we're going. And um, and the Bible says that everyone will be on the same page. Let's go to one scripture, Revelation 17. Mm-hmm. Revelation 17. Um, and this tells us of how the world will be on one page. Revelation 17. 
and verses 12 to 14. 12 to 13 describes the new world order, and verse 14 tells us of those who will be in the firing line, but okay. who will give them the victory. This is powerful stuff. So 12 to 14? Yep, Revelation 17, 12 to 14. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Mm, Can you see that? Yeah. So we know that the beast is none other than the Roman papacy. Okay, because we read that in Revelation 13. That's where the beast is described, and we've got plenty of ID markers there to tell us that this is the Roman papacy. And once again, as always, we say that God here is not speaking um, against people. Okay, he's speaking against the system, a corrupt, apostate, religio political system that seeks to take away from the prerogatives that belong to God. So, not, not, Putting his attention on the individuals who happen to be part of the, you know, the Roman Catholic Church. We need to be crystal clear on that. But God here is identifying a system. And in fact, this system that heads up Babylon in the end times, according to Revelation 18.4, God has a message for them, doesn't he? And what's that message before we come back to Revelation 17? The three angels message? The Revelation 18 verse 4. Come out of her, my people. Yeah. Yep, I heard um, another voice. Yes, come out, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, "Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues." So, what does God? How does God refer to His people that are still in Babylon? My people. My people. My people. It's amazing, isn't it? Didn't Jesus say, "My sheep will hear my voice, and they follow me"? Mm-hmm. So these are these are Jesus' uh, children in all. In all walks of life, in all religious faiths, all over the world, all over the world when they hear the truth that will be plainly stated before them, they will make their stand and they will come out of this fallen system at the end of time that is called Babylon, which will be destroyed. Revelation 18 makes that clear. It will be destroyed. Now, back to Revelation 17, it says the ten horns represent all of the world's political powers. Okay, ten is universal. It's a, it's symbolic for universal, and the horns are kingdoms, okay. kingdoms or power. Okay, so that can be a kingdom or or it symbolizes power, great power. So these are the 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 political powers of the world that will give their authority or ask the Roman papacy to lead the charge in this in this pursuit for what peace and safety safety. And it's fascinating when you've got the United States and the Vatican coming together, which is another study that we'll be dealing with as we go along. You've got peace. Uh, the papacy is seen as the world ambassador for peace. Safety. America. The United States of America is seen as the world's oh, yeah. ambassador for safety. That's okay. Right. Everyone turns to the U.S. Mm-hmm. for safety. Mm-hmm. You have them in your backyard. You know, you feel reasonably safe. That's why Australia is seeking to maintain good relations with who? Primarily, first and foremost, the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like our best buddies, right. um, and so so this is really interesting. And they they make war with the Lamb in verse fourteen, but the Lamb overcomes them, and those who are with the Lamb are called chosen and faithful. So, can you see this end time battle? Oh, absolutely! It's 
it's phenomenal to see it all coming as the Bible said. And can you believe it? Our time is up. I can't believe it. So let's listen to Andrew Peterson bring to us in the night. And then we will wrap up this Bible study with some final thoughts. I am weary with the pain of Jacob's wrestling In the darkness with the fear In the darkness with the fear But he met the morning wounded with a blessing So in the night my hope lives on And when Elisha woke surrounded by the forces Of the enemies of God the enemies of God He saw the hills aflame with angels on their horses So in the night my hope lives on Oh, in the night Oh, in the night Oh, in the night my hope lives on See the slave that toils beneath the yoke unyielding And I can hear the captive groan Hear the captive groan For some hand to stay the whip His foe is wielding Still in the night My hope lives on I see the armies of the enemy approaching And the people driven trembling to the shore But a doorway through the waters now is opening So in the night My hope lives on Oh, in the night, oh, in the night, oh, in the night, my hope lives on. Like the son who thought he'd gone beyond forgiveness, too ashamed to lift his head, but if he could lift his head, he would see his father running from a distance In the night my hope lives on And I can see the crowd of men retreating As he stands between the woman and their stones And if mercy in his holy heart is beating Then in the night my hope lives on and buried and in the night my hope was gone but the rulers of this earth could not control him no they did not take his life he laid it down and all the chains of death could never hope to hold him so in the night my hope lives on Sword he swings is brighter than the dawn 
And the gates of hell will never stand against him So in the night, my hope lives on Oh, in the night, oh, in the night Oh, in the night, my hope lives on Oh, in the night, oh, in the night Oh, in the night, my hope lives on That was Andrew Peterson bringing to us in the night. And wow, friends, we have literally run out of time for our Bible study now. Happens every week. (laughs) It does. Just as well we've got more opportunities in the future. right. Well, Pastor Danny, we may have run out of lots of time, but we still have a little bit of time for you to make Yeah, a few moments. Um, Well, I want to just zero in as some final concluding words from the words of Jesus. Prior to his crucifixion, as he spent time with his disciples there in the upper room on that Thursday evening, he shared with them these beautiful words that we find in John sixteen thirty three, and I'm going to follow them up with um, some other words that he shared in verse 21 and 22. But firstly, John sixteen thirty three, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation or trouble, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. And so we are living in troublesome times. That's not news to you or to any of our listeners. Um, We're living in these times. However, Jesus says, do not be discouraged. Do not let your heart be troubled. In me you will have peace because I have overcome the world. Jesus was battered and beaten By this world and the sin in this world, he was crucified, but Jesus overcame. And Jesus today is in heaven, and he is our great mediator, and he is interceding on our behalf, seeking our salvation. Mm -hmm. So the good news is if we have Christ in our boat, we have got nothing to be afraid of. And there are some turbulent times ahead, more and more, and that's the reality. Those labor pains are going to intensify. Jesus told us, but we don't need to be afraid. We need to keep looking up because our redemption is drawing near and putting our faith and trust in Jesus. And to finish off with, I want to go to verse 21 and 22 um, that precede verse 33. And Jesus said, a woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Amen. There you go. Sharissa agrees with that statement. Therefore, Jesus says, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. So now we're going through those labor pains, but the day is coming when those labor pains will be over and we won't remember the pain of this sin-sick world because we are now in a land where there is eternal joy, peace and happiness. And Jesus said, and that joy no one will take from you. Amen. That's the new world order that Jesus Christ will establish. That's the best world order. Absolutely. And, uh, did you know that the song Joy to the World is actually about the second coming of Jesus? Is it? Joy well, to the world, your Lord has hey, come. That's true. It is. It is. Uh, so oh, such an exciting way for us to finish what's been a very epic discussion on current events and Bible prophecy and what God's word has to say for today. Pastor Danny, would you close us out with prayer? Sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for your word. We want to thank you for the sure word of prophecy that encourages us to keep looking up because indeed our redemption is drawing near. Lord, every week we know we're getting one week closer to your coming, but Lord, that coming is is accelerating by the day. And so, Lord, as we look at the signs of the times, may we take 
more and more time to spend with Jesus in his word and in prayer and sharing the good news that Jesus is coming soon and prepare others for his soon return. So bless all our listeners, wherever they may be. Guide and lead us until we meet again. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we've so enjoyed having your company today. And just in our final few seconds, we should also make mention of the fact that Faith FM has an end of financial year giveaway Mm. on the website. If you go to the website, you can go there. And if you find the bonus code section, the code is the word June. June. Correct. So June, if you type that in, that you might be able to get some, uh, you might be a winner of some wonderful Faith FM merchandise like T-shirts, jumpers, hats, jackets, mugs, all of these things. So do that. And uh, as we leave you, stay on this channel. Stay right here because there's a Drive Time show coming to you live from Adelaide. And in the meantime, remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up and God bless you. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me And wonders
of his love. 